nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Nerdables. This week we are discussing Star Wars Episode Nine, still dominating, but the best may still yet to come. Billy Lord was um, she was Yoda. Actually, Billy Lord was Leia. Frozen Two secretly dominates all other animated films. Doctor Strange Two is too strange for Disney. Christian Bale is in talks for Thor Four. Colin Fer- Farrell, Colin Firth, no, Colin F- Colin Firth would actually be a better casting for this. Anyways, Colin Farrell because bats for the penguin. The PlayStation Five goes backwards, and the Zack Attack is back. So sitting this week in the co- co-hosting chair is Sherwood Hartwell. I'm hey, already. Is hey. it wrong that I'm standing? Oh, you could be standing, and you may stand for a while. <laughs> the way we record. <laughs> I'm R.A. Rain, and with me as always is my heterosexual life mate, Ethan Benjamin. What? Yeah, you're the fat man. <laughs> you are kind of like Silent Bob in a way. You don't say a lot, and you are pretty big. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you, you are, you, minus the pot, you know, you'd be Silent Bob, or Silent, uh, be, uh, Silent Benjamin. Sure. Silent B. <laughs> okay. Silent Ben, because it's three letters. So, anyways, Sherwood, <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. So, if anyone who has been following the show for the last six years, they might know that Sherwood was the sound engineer we met at Comic-Con when we did our first panel, and he was there as the sound engineer at our second panel. And he's also the the first person to sit in the co-hosting chair that is not a friend or a close friend of the family or a part of the family. <laughs> He's an actual person. I see how it is. <laughs> You're I'm an actual. Friend, just a hired hand. <laughs> He's just the one fan that I we was have. just trying to, I was trying to give him a nice compliment here and say he is a true fan because he doesn't have to be, you know, because he knows us personally Outs- before, of... before coming, before mm. Nerdables. Gosh, never get any credit around here. Um, not to mention, hopefully within the next coming weeks, Sherwood will be the one who has given us our new theme music. That's right. I've been working on it uh, pretty much the last couple of days here, and I think I was up uh, much later than I would tell my wife last night. <laughs> it's a lot of work for something <laughs> that right. he was just doing for out of the kindness of his heart. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, we'll work out monetarily. You guys inspired me. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, so we've done this the last couple of weeks since Chris has been out with a you know, family emergency. We've had some of our fans, or at least once a week, I've had a fan on the show. And so we've, we're going to put you in the hot seat now. So since you are somebody that followed us, you know, when you first saw us or heard us at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. What about the show do you like that made you want to listen to us after Comic-Con? Nothing. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of it's just kind of the casual banter. Just, I mean, the feeling like we're just, you know, sitting in the living room and uh, having a discussion. And also, you know, the topics are pretty right up my alleyway. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's <clears throat> what's not to like. Uh, there you go. So, what about the show would you like us to change or that you don't like? Um, a little more DC. 
have uh, I've been in a DC comic mode. And I know the movies haven't necessarily been uh, that much to write home about, although there's been a few things here and there. And there's still good stuff in them, but I've been uh, reading all the Rebirth stuff, and there's a, a lot of really good ideas going into uh, a lot of those titles, and uh, I'm actually really excited. The amount of content that was, in my opinion, A-plus level. It would be really cool to see that showcase. We would love to have more DC on here too. <laughs> Unfortunately, DC doesn't give us a lot of news. Very hard. You for know, us. when they do, it seems like, especially with the movies. You know, we've talked about it before on here, where it's a lot of times with the movies, or at least the announcement of stuff that they're talking about. You know, in pre-production or developing, it seems like they're throwing darts at a board and seeing what they hit and going, "Okay, now we're going to make that announcement." Speaking of which, I yeah, definitely. But also, I mean, I think they're they've been burned multiple times by, you know, what they thought were going to be like for sure properties. I mean, mm -hmm. they obviously jumped the gun way early on like justice league in competition right. with the Avengers kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I, I have a feeling that behind the scenes, their cinematic wing is probably just <laughs> not fun to work at well, right now. As somebody that is a DC fan, what of the, of the movies have you enjoyed and, well, actually, you know, you know, which ones do you not like, or would the list be shorter just to say, I only like these. So obviously, uh, Batman versus Superman, uh, you know, the Martha thing that was just, uh, I, I, this is kind of a tangent. I can actually stand by Jar Jar to a certain degree, just because it came, the Star Wars resurgence came in the right time in my life. But that is. Oh man, the Martha <laughs> thing is like it's just a whole nother level of of camp. That I mean, Lucas couldn't have even done that. But <laughs> yep. um, some of the the good stuff, honestly, <clears throat> I really warmed up to Batfleck. I didn't think I was going to, but I thought actually that was an interesting choice. Although, once again, in editing, there were some weird things like the whole dream sequence where he's using a gun that that got way more traction than it should have, and it really didn't seem to enhance the movie. But I really like DC's world building, and uh, obviously they are struggling to match Marvel's success and Marvel has a tone that is, you know, undeniably catchy and pop, you know, like the, the humor mm -hmm. interspersed with really high paid actors who do a really good job. I mean, some really unexpected, excellent performances and some tear jerking moments. DC really has an uphill battle and uh, the Wonder Woman franchise is, I think, turning out to be interesting. I was pleasantly surprised by Aquaman. It kind of seemed like, hey, we need something. Let's get Jason Momoa and throw a lot of money at it. But a lot of it actually worked for me. Um, the underwater sequences were a little off-putting. There were no bubbles when they were talking, which I, I guess makes sense. I don't know how they're breathing and talking anyways. But uh, they just inhale water. Very, yeah, I mean, sound travels through water too. But it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. They definitely have a, a – I don't envy their job, you know, Marvel kind of started off slow and was able to build and mm -hmm. basically DC started on a cliff and was trying to like catch it on the way down. Um, but that having been said, Justice League, there were elements that I really liked about it. There were elements I didn't like. Uh, frankly, uh, Steppenwolf was terrible. Um, that, that CGI was just ugly and hard to look at. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the amount of, of backstory that they kind of included was pretty cool. Uh, the ending sequence was almost entirely CGI, as was most of the movie. But I gotta say, uh, I enjoyed the Flash, although I wouldn't have assumed he would have been the comedy relief because that's not typically the role that the Flash plays. But 
obviously, you know, when you're making a movie, you have to kind of plan things out differently. But well, I guess it depends which here. Flash you're doing. I mean, if True. it was Wally West, it would probably be a little more comedic. But Barry Allen, I don't think, is very comedic. Well, in that it, although interestingly, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, when you have that group together, you know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, uh, Cyborg, and then you have the Flash, of all of them, the Flash is, you know, Barry Allen is the most jovial of all of them. Right. And that's not Unless saying you're much. Unless Titan Cyborg. Right. <laughs> yeah. Booyah. <laughs> Booyah. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, they almost made him into... Um, like a Peter Parker type character, you know, with, yeah, with Spider Man. In a way, yeah. It's like they tr- they were Actually, trying to the catch on that. Cute, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. What What do you think of uh, Suicide Squad? So, oh, I gotta say, welcome to Earth. That That was what I was thinking through most of the movie. It's, it's unfortunate <laughs> because I love Will Smith, but I just, I he just he Will Smith the uh the role and Floyd Lawton has never really been a mm-hmm. Will Smith in my head when I'm reading his dialogue it just seemed like an odd choice yeah plus he spends the entire well the majority of the movie with no mask on which like the, I know if you pay for Will Smith you want people to know you paid for Will Smith but uh I was kind of missing the actual mask mm. well it's we talked about it before I think everything that Will Smith does nowadays is just Will Smith playing a character so it's when you yeah. see him on screen it's just Will Smith but he's playing dress up essentially. So uh And that's you know, that's what gets butts in the seats according to the you know, the studio. So mm-hmm. they're gonna keep doing that. Yeah. So but, I mean uh, as a if I if I didn't know the source material I would have said he did a you know, a great assassin character with a heart of gold, mm-hmm. but that's just not typically Floyd Lawton. So do you think that D C is having I mean they're they're kind of stepping on their own toes because they're purposely trying to not be Marvel? Well, I know that the whole grimdark thing for the a Man of Steel um, definitely set a tone. Um, I really, I, I think it's actually kind of a smart decision because, it, you know, it, if you can find that formula, then you're going to be distinct from Marvel. And I know even if they had had successful movies, like, like Justice League kind of tried to have that balance and probably because Joss Whedon was hired. But a lot of that is like... <sighs> now you're the the follower and you know they're it's like marvel light and marvel did it first and they did it best so i think if they tried to copy that formula sure they might be able to make money but i don't think they would get any respect for it um whether i guess Mm. it's arguable whether they're getting any now but i think if they can sort of keep most of that tone but you know hit on the right mix of you know characters and actors um and also you know, actors that'll stay with it. I think there's still some debate as to whether Henry Cavill will or actually did he exit? Yeah, he exited. No, he said he um, wanted. He said he would like to do another he one. He says the cape's still in the closet, and I'm ready to put it on whenever I need to. Okay. <laughs> there is talk that but, the Flash may be the rebooting because they're still wanting to do the Flash movie, but there that may be the rebooting of the franchise. It makes sense if they use Flashpoint, but man, I am sick and tired of the Flashpoint storyline. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's been it's been um, it's been published multiple times. I think they've even done two versions of it. They have like the anniversary version. They've done it as a cartoon, which actually all the DC animated cartoons are they're actually pretty quality. Right. Um, That's where but, they do uh, the best, I think, in their animated. They, they've also done it in the Arrowverse on CW. 
you know, actually, I, I still need to, to catch up on home, the entire Arrowverse, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I know that I think DC has actually done TV better than Marvel has because, well, yes. Marvel and Netflix split. And so now we'll see what Disney Plus mm-hmm. ends up with. But uh, that is one place where DC, I think, has done better. And they've been doing it for a while. I mean, back in Smallville, you know, that was still really successful and people enjoyed that. Right. I still like the Birds of Prey when series that was short lived. Mm hmm way back in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um and Batwoman's doing I, I enjoy Batwoman. It's it's very good. Um Supergirl's the only one I haven't really gotten into. But they're right now they're doing, they're, they're in the middle of their uh crisis um crossover, so that's going pretty good. They got I think mm-hmm. two more episodes of that or something. Well, tomorrow's the last episode for Crisis. No, I thought there's two more. Ooh. They're advertising it as the final episode for the Crisis storyline. Then they're so then, I thought Arrow was the one that's the very final one. Maybe I don't know. You remember there there was talk that we were looking up at one point that said that once the show the five part series ends, there's still like bits and pieces and other shows that are gonna have right because Arrow. I think Arrow's last episode is either this Tuesday or next Tuesday. So yeah, or Monday, mm-hmm. one of the two, whatever day it's on. It may touch on it, or maybe like aftermath of crisis or whatnot. So, so I mean, DC did do you know they had Shazam and and Aquaman, which were more lighthearted and you know funny compared to everything else, especially Shazam. Yeah, but also the the context is there too, though. I mean, it's essentially a you know a young teenage boy who's suddenly given godlike powers, so. It's kind of a over-the-top concept, and I think it definitely fits well there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquaman is a little bit. <clears throat> I think that that was an interesting choice because Aquaman himself is kind of a running joke. Like, oh, you talk to fish. Yes. Oh, yeah, but they don't talk back. I mean, <laughs> that kind of stuff uh, shows up in the comics in in the more modern comics where authors recognize that there's kind of a, a legacy of silliness in this character, and obviously all the Family Guy spoofs and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. Aquaman has a. Uh, let's call it a, a a trail of of humor that's kind of sometimes intentional, sometimes unintentional. So I would say, trail. in terms of the movie being lighthearted, it kind of makes sense. But some of the current actual comic um, arcs are actually pretty dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even when they we had the New Fifty Two, that very first issue where he's sitting there in the uh, in the the restaurant. At the beginning of you know Aquaman number one, and they're joking mm-hmm. about talking with fish, and they really that right then is when they set the tone that Aquaman isn't going to be a joke anymore. We're going to set this thing up to be serious, mm-hmm. and I thought that issue was one of the the best of the new fifty two. Didn't Jeff Johns? Did Johns did, one? yeah. Johns did that one. Mm-hmm. I think he he is, in my opinion. He may have some some weird ideas every once in a while, but every uh, property that he he's helmed has, in my opinion, kind of got new life breathed into it. He he definitely seems to have an eye for stories. He did a lot of uh, the Green Lantern Corps stuff too, and I think uh, he was the 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 creator of the whole um, shoot. What was the name of it? The the Spectrum War with all the 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 different Lantern Corps and the Blackest Night mm-hmm. and the Brightest Day series. He was kind of the, I think, the overarching mind behind that. Yeah. And that stuff was excellent. Yeah, usually his stuff is really good. I enjoy his, his work. So, He's got a, a cadence for his dialogue, too, which is, I oh, really definitely. appreciate. So, a, um, 
what do you think? What do you think of Harley Quinn in the in the films? And there's a reason I'm asking uh, this. So my opinion is it's kind of like going to Hooters. You know why you're going to Hooters. You tell everyone it's the wings, but uh, you know you could get wings at a lot of different places. I hey, felt like good wings that's, a little interesting, bit... <laughs> that's an interesting way to put that. They have really good wings. They also have good fries. But um, the whole thing with Harley Quinn is I really feel like uh, this is going to sound weird, but too much skin, honestly. Like I, you know, I appreciate the original uh, was intended totally for kids, right. but I guess I'm not ready to see a property that I grew up with, like as a teenager, suddenly extremely sexualized. And mm-hmm. I don't know that that character needed it. And it also puts to light the relationship with the Joker in a much darker adult way. If you think about if that character sexualized and how the on screen or, you know, on paper relationship that's shown between her and the Joker, like if that's what's shown, what isn't shown is kind of freaky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like DC made her the way she is in this solely for cosplay. <laughs> I, that uh, I, I can't think of anything to deny that. <laughs> it I mean, was a smart business decision. Yeah, if you look at it in, in Birds of Prey, and we'll get to that in just a second, but she has like six or seven different costumes. Right. I swear, mm-hmm. she And they're all available like, at Hot Topic. Yeah, it looks like they designed <laughs> the, her look in the DCU to be just for cosplaying. Well, I'm wondering because, you know, I read a little story, and I forgot to put it on our thread, but there's a little story that Warner Brothers... And DC are looking to change to an AI system to look at what works for their movies moving forward. So I'm wondering if it's something kind of like that. They feel like they're going to let computers decide what's good. Yes. So no longer the dartboard, but the computer is going to decide what's good for them. Here's an idea. How about talking to the fans, listening to the fans podcasts? (laughs) Well, that's what the AI is supposed to do, apparently. So we all know that everybody has these phones that listen to us nowadays. So, you know, maybe people who subscribe to the DC streaming service, now it's going to start listening to your conversations and see what you want. And then their AI is going to process that information. And so so you're going to get that movie that you really want because DC knows now. Your your Justice League no. crime fi- or grime fighters grime was fighters. a better story than what they've been given. Dawn of us. Justice, the Dawn of Justice, like Dawn dish soap. <laughs> so yeah, next they're gonna have little cameras that are tracking your eye movements. How long <laughs> did you linger on this costume? Oh, that's the winner. Exactly. So the Birds of Prey and the fabulous, what is it? The birds, fabulous, the vam- the Birds of Prey of and the fantabulous emancipation of. One Harley Quinn mm-hmm. dropped a new trailer, the longest title in movie history. Um, well, I don't know. Does it beat uh, "Don't Be a Menace" in South Central while drinking gin and juice in the hood? Exactly. <laughs> that came to mind too. <laughs> I think that that was a Warner Brothers picture too. I think. <laughs> I mean, Harry. You know, the Harry Potter titles could be <laughs> if you put them all together, wouldn't be that long, right? Um. So, what do you guys think of the new trailer? Does it make you more excited for this movie or more confused about this movie? I had no intention really to go see it, even after watching the first trailer. But she kisses a hyena. I don't care that she named Bruce because of that hottie Bruce Wayne. I don't know. If it, for me, it's just you know, 
DC has has burned me a couple times already. Couple? You've been to see every movie in the theater but Aquaman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now you know why I haven't gone seen Aquaman in the theater. I didn't see Wonder Woman in the theater either. I saw that when it came out on uh, like uh, Blu-ray or something. That was one of the only ones worth going to see in the exactly. theater. Exactly. And that, other than Man of Steel, is probably the one that I enjoyed the most. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's just, you know, if I hear it's good, then maybe I'll go check it out. But I have no intention to seek it out myself. Sherwood, Sherwood, what do you think? I suspect that I'm going to see it. Um, I have a really bad relationship with movie trailers in general. I feel like they either tell you all the good parts of the movie, like it's comedy, or they just confuse the hell out of you. Like there's a whole industry in trailers. So sometimes I just feel like they're trying to make it obtuse. Like you see, you know, the way they cut it together, like, Oh, those two people fight. Oh wait, no, they don't even, they're not even on screen the whole movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of reserve judgment these days for trailers. And in some cases I actively try to avoid seeing them like the star Wars trailers. I actually try to go the longest that I can go without seeing them until literally they're like shoved in my face. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I, I think say, we I, all tried to do that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, nothing about the trailer like screamed, "Oh yeah, this is on my list of things to go do." It's definitely going to be on one of my streaming services, and when it is, I'll probably watch it late at night with a beer in hand. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. The last thing to, for DC films, and then we'll move on. Um, Marvel films have a replayability. You know, where either you can put them on the background and while you're doing something else and you still can enjoy parts of it, you know, or watch it, or you make time to sit down and watch it. Or something like Thor Ragnarok, every time it's on TNT or TBS, somehow it seems to be on my TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even like Far From Home was on last night when I was out for dinner and I was just sitting there and watching it. <laughs> Homecoming was on. Beth was watching it and it was on the uh the TV. No, that's what it was. Homecoming. Sorry. Our, yeah. On the new 75 inch that we have, mm-hmm. that really high 4K one, when he's climbing up the uh, Washington Monument, it mm-hmm. looks like it's unfinished CGI. <laughs> it, it does. It looks like it's unrendered. I was like, this. Well, that was a nice humble brag. I've never seen it on a 75 inch screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, okay, but. How how many of the DC films do you feel that you can just, you know, sit down and watch, you know, over and over again? So, uh, as of right now, I have watched Man of Steel a couple times. Um, as long as I have uh, enough time in between, there's a lot of that movie that I kind of appreciate, although uh, the ending is a little, I don't know, not not for the reason that, like, I, I didn't. I don't have a problem with whole blaming the superheroes for the destruction the villains cause. That trope has been just buried into the ground and micturated over multiple times. So I don't really care about that, but I just, I kind of feel exhausted by the length of the fight at the end. Uh, yeah. So I just, you know, like a break in between justice league. And now this is a personal thing, not because the movie is good. It's, it's like a guilty pleasure. I am a huge fan of basically every incarnation of justice league and, I have a way of, of getting a lot of comics. And so like I've read pretty much the last like 15 years of justice league from beginning to end, no matter how campy or, or who it is. And I just, I like the feeling of the justice league and that movie gives me a little bit of that, but I got to be honest. I definitely stayed in and out of the movie and find myself on my phone. Like, Oh yeah, actually I'm watching the movie, huh? But it's, it's like a, a background movie that I don't mind having on. Other than that, 
Aquaman when we first saw it. My wife and I really liked it, and we watched it probably like five or six times in the first month. But since then, I've only watched it like, you know, once. So definitely diminishing returns on that. With Marvel, I feel like there's just a, a little itch, and every once in a while it's like, you know, I, I want to watch Iron Man 2 because um, – Hammer is just that fun to watch. Yes, and, another you know, person who likes Iron little... Man too. Look at that. See, I'm not the only one. <laughs> Nobody likes Iron Man too. It's, I mean, Iron Man too. So the the ending sequence is just it's it's lame sauce with a side of lame duck. Like it's just it's seriously like after all that build up and it's just very anticlimactic compared to like the first movie and the third movie having very different villain feels. The second movie. Uh, there was a lot of good characters, but there wasn't a whole lot of good like fights, in my opinion. And uh, mm-hmm. although I guess the uh, the birthday fight was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> and much like Beetlejuice, you say his name three times and he suddenly appears. Welcome, Chris. You, were you talking about me? We were quite a few. We were talking. So we've been talking. God, with, I don't listen to the show for like two weeks, and everyone <laughs> just keeps talking about it. We we've been talking to Sherwood about. You know, Sherwood's on. By the way, he was sitting in the co-hosting seat, and so I guess you just like shoved him out of the way and sat down. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing. Well, this I was standing. Anyway, what is so this? Like works. five years? Six years? What the hell did we start this? Six years. So it'll be seven years. It'll be seven years in May. This hasn't been seven years. Has it, it has been seven mm-hmm. years. Wow. You think we'd have people who listened already? Well, we do, sure would, but he's not going to listen to this episode <laughs> because he's on it. So um, that is the worst thing when you're in a, when you're a fan of a podcast because I go through that with the puck podcast, and when I get to co-host for them, I don't listen to the show that week, and it sucks because the whole week I'm going, oh, I don't have anything to listen to. <laughs> um, Sherwood was saying that we this, we started a conversation about DC because he said that there's the one thing that he wished we could talk about more on our show was DC. Whether it be comics, movies, TV, or whatever, and it was like, well, it sure, yeah. seems like we could talk about movies. There's a whole lot of stuff. I, I didn't even see it. Did you guys see the Birds of Prey trailer? Didn't it drop? We this did. Week? We just actually just talked about it. I, I didn't even see it. I haven't watched anything. I didn't watch I the Birds of Prey trailer. I didn't watch the Lock and Key trailer. Not that I didn't want oh, to. The it Lock just and sort Key like, trailer is amazing. I I want to see it because I wanted to talk to people. I come in. There's tangents already. Um, <laughs> I want to see the people that are excited for it if they ever saw the old Fox pilot from like ten years ago. Because I want to know if people watching the trailer have seen the Fox pilot and how they kind of compare mm-hmm. if they liked the pilot. I got to see the pilot at San Diego because I was sitting in the – well, I went to see it with Mikey because it was in the same panel as the um, Age of Dinosaurs thing that was right after it, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I, – I'm and I have to see it because I can't even do it. I'm sitting there going – I wanted to ask you, like, how does it compare to the – well, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. No, it has a, um, it has the Netflix, um, a series of an unfortunate events feel with mixed with like Stranger Things. Stranger Things, um, everything has a Stranger Things. Feel. It does. The new Ghostbusters has a. Tra- they, it the next Star Wars film is Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's Luke's grand 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 grandfather in the Upside Down. Well, you know, Millie Bobby Brown wants to play young yeah. Leia. <laughs> I am. I am more sick of her than. Uh, then Drake is into her. Like oh, the, the name of it's just, I mean, physically. <clears throat> well, speaking of Star Wars, speaking of Drake, <laughs> speaking of sexual <laughs> predators <laughs> who are rap stars, <laughs> you did get us back onto the original topic we were supposed to. So, Star Wars Episode Nine is still dominating in the theaters. Um, I think now it's hit a billion dollars. Not quite yet. 
Not quite. No, it's like nine hundred and fifty-six million. It was like nine hundred fifty-six last week. Quiet. What did, What did you talk about before I got here? We were talking DC DC movies, okay, DC films, DC and things like stuff, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the current numbers: nine hundred and fifty-six yep. million. Is worldwide. it going up? worldwide? <laughs> Are you sure that that seems like last week's numbers? Um. As of right now, that's what it's. Well, it's close to a billion. Or it's close a billion. to a billion. It'll hit a billion. I don't think we're worried about the because it's a, it gives up to January tenth, so yesterday. Oh God! Wow, that's t- talk about a drop off. Um, last week for the Sunday, for actually for Friday it did twenty three million, and this week it did three point nine, mm-hmm. but it was still number one. It's only Saturday. How do they know that? <laughs> like in the middle of the day, Saturday. <laughs> Because um, so, something came out this weekend, right? Yeah. Um, like well, a boss. No. Uh, I thought there was something else. I thought there was something else I saw the, the thing for when I actually went to the movies. 1917, uh, I think, came out this week. Underwater. 1917, I think, has been out. Maybe it just came out in, in, I think, Underwater was the one I was thinking of. I thought 1917 comes out next week. 1917 is out in limited release for, mm-hmm. like, a month. Right. It came mm-hmm. out in October or November, de- early December, for to be able to be eligible for Oscars and right. Golden Globes and everything. It's so good. 1917? Oh, my goodness. It's so good. Oh, it is out, because you saw it. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. And, my, and, I, and again, my favorite scene is when the the cell phone went off. That was amazing. <laughs> and then my second favorite scene was when the second cell phone went off. See, Sherwood, this is what happens usually when we're some of this usually gets edited out, but usually we leave it in now just because it's you know more fun. Yeah. Um, then, so Sherwood, you've seen Star Wars, right? Yeah. You asking about a new? Hope? Also read because uh, they work in the library. I think I read probably close to like. Somewhere around a hundred novels, I would say. Just random paperbacks I would find while shelving all the X-Wing series. So I have a huge expanded universe uh, vocabulary, which is now mostly useless. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get to new, well, no, if you if you eliminate New Jedi Order and the second Legacy series, the the Legacy of the Jedi or whatever, the stuff that came after um, the Legacy book series, I read mm-hmm. I read everything in EU also. So those are the only two. Like I have a big hole where the because I did not like the first three New Jedi Order books. I never followed that. I read everything up to New Jedi Order. Yeah, I read everything up to New Jedi it's, Order. Uh, I skipped New Jedi the Order. The flavor is way different. Yeah, I read Legacy. The Legacy book series is amazing. I didn't read so any good. of the Legacy. Oh, I, it is amazing. I read the it comic does, book. It does so. Well, the Legacy of the comic book and Legacy of the book series are very different. The book series is is Jaina and uh, uh, the the book Legacy series is when Jason turns to the dark side. Right. And it's it yeah. does exactly what the books should have done, and they did very well. Which is we're telling a story that would be forty films, yeah. like it's just insane. It's so yeah. complex. So there's so much going on, and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And then I never read anything after it. And then, um, and then Dave Filoni took Karen Travis's stuff and threw it into the garbage. And now and he's kind of it. bringing well, it back. He's not. That's it. Everything he did in the Clone Wars series of Mandalore and what he did with the clones destroys everything Karen Travis wrote. Because the whole idea of now, you know, people are. I saw someone cosplay as Boba Fett and it had the Mandalorian symbol, had the Mythosaur on the side. And the first comment on his Instagram page was, he shouldn't have the Mythosaur because he's not a real Mandalorian. It's on his costume. 
for God's sakes. Like he has a, he has a screen accurate costume and he's like, he's got the thing on it wherever it was on him. And then every, he, this guy's freaking out. Cause like he wasn't a real Mandalore. How, but we don't know that for sure. Uh, it is because it's in all of the source books or anything you have for it. It says that he doesn't because his armor is uh, apparently according to the, that ultimate book, the one that I keep referencing over yeah. and over again, his armor is not Beskar. It's made out of Durasteel. Because Django had no uh, sigil on it at all. Had nothing. Matter of fact, no, right. there weren't any, any other, you know, um, sigils. Or and in the, on e, it. in the EU um, continuity, none of, no one was really a true Mandalore because it wasn't, it was a planet of nomads. It was right. people that were picked up by other clans. That's how Django, Django gets saved by Jaster Mareel and is adopted into the Mandalore clan. See, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that somehow they're going to go back and in that period when, after we see Django, or excuse me, after we see Boba Fett in the Clone Wars when he's a whiny little kid, I have a feeling he's going to get picked up by a Mandalore and they're going to make him a true Mandalorian. I don't, the only reason I wouldn't is because we know that there's got to be some sort of purge before we get to Empire. Because the big deal that they've made is he's like the only one with a Mandalorian armor, suit of armor in the idea. He's the only one working with it. And Django's story is so different than a Mandalorian as they're trying to change the Mandalorian to these groups of like mercenary warriors, not necessarily bounty hunters. I mean, obviously the Mandalorian is a bounty hunter. When you look at the rest of that clan, you're like, are they all bounty hunters? Are they mercenaries? Are they hired guns? Like what are, well, they're all of the above. It just, the two that we've followed in terms of, or the three that we followed in terms of Django, Boba, and now the Mandalorian are all bounty hunters because mm-hmm. it's an easy way to make money. Um, yeah, that badass suit. And like, oh my God. I want, I'm well, waiting for someone. They don't have much industry on Mandalore. <laughs> well, that was, again, the old EU thing is that the, the planet was raised all the way back in like the Sith Inquisition because the Mandalores worked for the Sith and the Republic destroyed the planet of Mandalore. When you read the legacy book series, part of the story is the people that were still on Mandalore find a new vein of Beskar and they convince Boba Fett to become the head of the Mandalorian clan on that planet again. And then supposedly in the series that's beyond it, which is like legacy of the force or whatever it is, that's the galaxy after the galactic empire and the Republic kind of formed this uneasy alliance and become like the galactic, I think it's like the galactic government instead of the Republic and the empire is the Mandalores are another are are back to being a force, like a a true military force and a true industrial force because they've built their own fighters. They're building their own weapons. They're building their own armor all through this new vein of Beskar. And you have to be a Mandalorian to get it, but they're also selling some of the other stuff as well. So it's, it's a fascinating story that now has just been all kind of like shoved off to the side because it doesn't make any sense with the clone wars, peaceful planet of the, you know, headed by the chick that Obi-Wan bangs and then yells at Anakin for being in love with Padme. <laughs> well, but even... They still have the option of, of cherry picking from it. They can totally pick and choose because they've sort of recycled some of the EU ideas already. Yeah, there's some there because anything, and... really, anything that's really before A New Hope hasn't really been touched yet other than what has kind of, what's kind of come out in, in the Clone Wars TV series, obviously even before Disney got a hold of it, takes two things away from Karen Travis's Republic Commando series is one, the whole history of Mandalore is completely wiped out. And second is the fact that the clones were brainwashed. They had chips in their heads, which I hate. I absolutely despise that idea because Karen's idea was there was a hundred rules for clone troopers. And 66 was, should the, should the, uh, the chancellor 
deem the Jedi to be a threat, they are to be executed immediately. And the Which Jedi just don't normal. Right. But the thing is, is the Jedi don't bother to read any of the rules. Right. They're just given these soldiers and they go out and fight this war. And cause she, she does a great job of turning the Jedi kind of on their head and having this idea that what Luke says in last Jedi is very much what Karen Travis wrote in the Republic commando was what the hell were they doing? Yeah. They're fighting a war. They don't know anything that it's about. They have a Sith sitting across from the table from them. They have no idea who he is. They don't spend any time trying to figure out why this war isn't working. It's one of the great things in the book series is that the art commandos find out this isn't this isn't right. There's no way there's this many battle droids. You have the 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 chancellor saying there's 2 billion battle droids or 5 billion. It's impossible. They can't build them that fast. We've been destroying factories everywhere. Why do we have so many troops? Why are we fighting in the outer rim? Why hasn't Count Dooku tried to take any of the mid-rim and core worlds? They do all this research, and this is wrong. Yeah. And then where they figure it out ends up being the Battle of, of Coruscant, and everything goes crazy. And so they were never able to deliver it to the Jedi or anybody else to say, there's something wrong here. Someone is manipulating both of these sides. This war is completely useless. And then, of course, everything just you know turns to S, and then there's one more book, and then Karen Travis. Got I, really I've, recently been, I've recently been <laughs> picking through Clone Wars, and I started with the Mandalorian stuff. And it's funny, it's because what's her name that Obi Wan bangs? Uh, Satine. She, Satine, yes. Yeah. It's like Saltine without the L. Right. She, uh, She's a cracker. She. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, she says in there, you know, the Jedi are supposed to be peacekeepers. You're not a peacekeeper, you're, you're a general. Right. You, you know, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. And she even meant, they even mentioned in there, that when she came to power, you know, she's the one who made Mandalore more than just a nomadic, you know, indigenous people. They they started building cities, you know, and that's why they're kind of those dome cities that are out in the middle of nowhere. So they tried. I mean, Floney did try to take a little bit, but I'm st- I still he think tried George the, the, the was like, no, 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 together because it, well, the thing was is that the all of the um uh. Crap. All of the, uh, um, um, what am I thinking of? The the instructors at the mm-hmm. Clone Academy on Camino were all Mandos. So they were all teaching them real life skills. And those Mandos could not exist in the planet that was revealed in Clone Wars that had been right. like that for like 10 years. They were all came from Mandalore and they all became these hard ass sergeants that were teaching all the clones yeah. how to be really good and she also explains why clones were really good at what they did and why stormtroopers suck and it was brilliant <laughs> you're reading it and going oh my god someone finally explained this because you get through the prequels and how did they lose to the rebellion these guys are amazing like they're incredible all these guys are great and then all these stormtroopers can't hit the broadside of a star destroyer with like a minigun <laughs> or a can from 10 feet away yeah that too but they can hit a baby yoda really well well, that's different because they can punch it. You know, you know, they're good at punching, but they're not good at you know. Because they they were mad because she did that movie Yentl. <laughs> well, um, funny, I know the Baby Yoda's. You know, they call him or Mandalorian refers to him as the kid, but no one is ever going to refer to him as that. They're just going to say Baby. No, we Yoda. Just, we just call him Yentl or Yodito. I like Yodito a lot. You know, I'm sort of turning to. But actually, do you guys up on the Star Wars comics at all? I'm uh, almost there. No, I, I well I started the. I'm in. I'm. I'm right so, uh, in the last arc. I got like four issues of Star you, Wars to go. Did you know that uh, they have a six issue Thrawn? I see the five or six issue Thrawn series. So Thrawn is current canon. Yeah, well, that's the the 
The comic book series is the adaptation of Timothy Zahn's first book in the canon series. Because he's done three Thrawn the, novels already. No, they haven't. There's an origin. Uh, it's, a, it's a series about his origin before he was picked up by the Empire or how he gets to the Empire. Uh, it's, it's how he uh, gets to the Empire. It's, 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 trust me, it's an adaptation of the book. It, the, um, in the second book where, where he meets Anakin on Batuu is kind of... Um, they've taken the parts of that, that of how he got there. Or they took no, it's, the, it's a direct adaptation of, Thrawn, of, of Timothy Zahn's first book. The one the that, miniseries that's already that's already been out and completed that is a direct adaptation of Timothy Zahn's first book. Is it? Yes. The the one that I'm thinking of, I don't know if it's got a different title or something like that. I think it's, it's either five or six issues that I think came out last year. That's the one I'm talking. Um, about. Yeah, it's six issues, and it's it's a direct adaptation of of Timothy Zahn's first book. But it it ends with him joining the Empire and getting promoted. That's which, what the book which is. Book is that based off of? That's that's the, book. The, that's the first book in canon. There's three books, not not the uh, not the old EU stuff. Oh, okay. There's, I haven't read the new ones then. There's Thrawn Alliance, it's Thrawn and, Alliance, and and um, Traitor, Allegiance, Elite, Allegiance. Mm, okay, but in the third one, Traitor. No, because it's it's not. I think we were trying to figure out they're all A's or something like that. Okay. Isn't the first one just okay. Thrawn? I, had, I think it might be. Might I'm be behind on my reading. <laughs> Those are. I, what did I read the third book in? Twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Zahn's style leans to to reading it fairly quickly. No, they're they're very. I I really love the first book. The second book is good, and the third book is really good. I like the third okay. book a lot too. But. So Sherwood, you've seen uh, the Rise of Skywalker, obviously, right? I guess not. Correct. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we all know the scene where Luke is training Leia. You know, we mm-hmm. which is directly toward the fans that say. Well, she didn't have any training, so she couldn't do that. She she you can't pull, pull herself, herself in. You can't pull yourself through space because the Force. I know the Force, okay? It's a real thing. I use it at home all the time to turn my TV on, but you can't use it to pull yourself in through a thing. Ugh, I watched Last Jedi last week, finally, like, again. For th- that movie is so good. Yeah. It's shot <laughs> so well. It's gorgeous. It's everyone in it. And, man. I just I don't get I don't know. So because of that scene in Last Jedi, we get Luke training Leia, which I think is very I don't think it has anything to do with Last Jedi. You don't Jedi. think so? You think no. it was already there? Oh yeah. Because she had she admits in um uh da, 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 what's Bloodline. Bloodline. She says in Bloodline that she was trained. Yeah. She yeah, started she training and then she gives it up. She's like, I can't do this. This isn't my life. She doesn't say why she gave it up. She said I mm-hmm. think she says in it, she said that this just isn't I'm too important. She couldn't take the time. She would never be able to to um, sacrifice the time that she would need to training because she was so important to the formation of the New Republic. Right, but then in that's the excuse that they use for them because in the Rise of Skywalker, she they say it's because of her vision of Ben, <clears throat> which I like. I like the idea that she gives it up for the Republic because if she has more the of vision a of Ben, then why doesn't she tell Luke ten years before he tries to kill him? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just it's it's. Some of those things where you kind of get that when you've already established something and you put it out there, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Like raising the X-Wing out of the water and it works perfectly fine. That redeems Luke. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It makes him even more of a jackass. Yeah. I could have left. I could have gone to save Ray too, but, you know. I was scared. I'm just going to sit here on a rock. Well, you know, do as I know. say, not as I do. Can't just walk out on that. That's not what Yoda said. Yoda said do or do not. Oh. 
There's their try. No, Luke is saying, do as I said, not as I do. Because well, he, he really the wasn't listening to the Yoda, was <laughs> No, because he? he didn't do that either, because he told her to stay. Well, no, I'm saying because he didn't go, but he's telling her not to be scared, and he's she's got to face her fear to go. The point of it was supposed to, to be yeah, but he, still... he couldn't go. When he realized he was wrong, when Yoda destroys the tree, he can't go, because he has no transportation, and he has no communication to get to anywhere. And then the third film shows up, and you get three quarters of the way through it, and all of a sudden, the X-Wing comes out, and you thought... He could have left the whole blasted <laughs> freaking time. And all well, this, I'm watching Last Jedi, and I'm looking at when she sees the when she goes to grab the saber, and and she sees that the, the X wing is submerged, and I'm like, God damn it! You know, that just well. In Luke's defense, he couldn't raise the X wing on Dagobah. So what makes you think he could raise? He the, raised wait, wait, it wait, as wait. a ghost. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he had to die first in order to be able to raise he it. Had to be no. one with the force. He's a master. He could have easily <laughs> raised it. Um, well, it seems like everyone uh, has a lot of force powers when they die. Now, I mean, Yoda can summon freaking lightning when he's dead. I still so. have that people had a problem with Leia, but they didn't have any problem with Lo- Yoda being able to summon a storm yeah. <laughs> out of the middle of nowhere while he's a non-entity, which yeah. I'm perfectly fine with. I'm, you know, the, the force is not a real thing. You hey. can redefine it wherever you want. That's what makes Han Solo's line so funny. Of that's not how the force works because it's you don't know how the force works because it, it changes. Mm-hmm. Again, my example was always why didn't anybody scream about Luke being able to move the saber into his hand at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back? Because Ben never does that. He never uses telekinesis right. ever in the first movie. And then all of a sudden you get a new power and everybody loved it and it was cool. We had no idea that lightsabers could reflect blaster bolts until Return of the Jedi. Because it no. took Yes. They don't do it anywhere else. They don't do it in the first two films. He does it with the training. The training. That's not the same thing as a laser bolt, though. Sure. Because when it hits him, it doesn't kill him. It just kind of shocks him. So, And it also absorbs it, doesn't it? In the first one? He doesn't deflect it. He, it absorbs it. The idea that you could deflect the bolt didn't come until Return of the Jedi when the speeder bike starts to shoot at him. I could have swore there was... <laughs> no, he deflects, it on, he deflects bolts on, uh, jab, on the sail barge. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Does he? Yeah. Okay, well, then that's where the first part is. It's in Jedi. We have no idea it happens until Jedi. Because the first time he deflects it, Boba Fett goes to... Well, after he's tied up... Boba Fett never fires a shot no, at him. After Boba Fett ties him up, someone shoots, and he deflects it. Maybe. And that's where... It's the hits that's where it hits... The feared uh, bounty hunter <laughs> Boba Fett really is pretty non-threatening in all of his scenes. He really doesn't do much. So the point I was trying to make with this was... When JJ went to go shoot the scene with Luke and Leia as kids, younger Luke and Leia training, so they're still adults, right? When they were training, adolescence. Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's no, daughter, adolescence. He's nineteen in the first film. Yeah, they're he's not at least twenty. He's at least at least twenty-five in this. Yeah, All right. we're arguing about ages and stuff. <laughs> I still want to know what they Billy consider Lord. a standard year. Like, why is the standard year 365 days on a planet that doesn't exist in their galaxy? <laughs> Who knows? Or why is the day 24 hours? Well, that's, exactly. why they said, that's why they said Luke and Leia are twins only from birth. After that, they're not the same age. Because a day on, on Alderaan well, would be different they have a than standard, a day. Well, it's always says a standard year. It's a it's standard a, year, a standard hour. Which would be Coruscant. Coruscant is the standard. They've never told you what the standard is. The, the standard is what we would understand, yeah, which well, is why I've always changed, made the argument that the years don't mean anything. We've changed the timeline now. It's no longer 
the Battle of Yavin they still is kept zero the, They still kept the timeline of an hour, of an hour, of a year between Empire and Jedi. I think that's way too short. Yeah. It's like that battle, the, 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 the war is like 20 years of nothing, and then it ends in four years. <laughs> so <laughs> for the Battle of Yavin to the Battle of Endor, it's like four, it's four years, it's done. Okay, we're done. In the new visual dictionary, what Chris and I are talking about is in the new visual dictionary, they've changed the zero point, which always was the Battle of Yavin. Now they've changed it to the Battle of Starkiller Base. Well, I think the only reason for that is because everything in the visual dictionary is because it covers the events of all three films of the sequel. It's just easier in order to, you don't have to do as much math. I get that, but the timeline itself goes back to... When it's printed in there. Yes. For the purposes of that book, when it's printed in there, they decided to use that as the I hope so. I, re- I hope so. I hope so. We'll see what happens later. Because then you could just do, if they wanted to, they could do just do zero D and everything before zero D and everything after zero D you could have it be Disney day. You could, well, no, you could also do, you could do empire day. I mean, that's the thing that I've, I thought they've always should have done. Empire day should have been like within the, within their, you know, Jewish Christian calendar of what their, their galaxy would be like. (laughs) The emperor would change everything to being Emperor day is zero. Right. Or empire day being zero. So like, yeah, within their, within their own universe, that would be the zero that they that the empire would use, which for its is own also timeline. the day that Luke and Leia are born, uh-huh. and also the day that Ezra's born. Yep, a lot of Force people that day. Metachlorians were busy. Something in the water. Metachlorians, yeah. bugs. Can't wait till we get to that trilogy. So give us the bug trilogy. So Billy Lord stood in for Leia during that scene. And it was between American Horror Story. She was like, "Yeah, I'll go do something else for a little while." Well, she was in the movie as. Codex, one right? of the one no, of the no, fifteen Connex. people that Connex. don't do anything. Yes, she has like one line again. Yeah, but Dominic had... Moynihan all of a sudden is the dude that can do everything. Yeah, not there was boss. an article that came out explaining that one of the producers explained why. He's yeah, there. because he he won a bet against JJ off of the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. No, I know how That's he got into the film. Character. It's the stupidest thing in the world. You take two characters, one you actually created in Moz and one that deserved a better fate in that film in Rose and pushed them completely off to the side to give us a slug and marry. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I love Dominic Monaghan. I think he's fantastic. He's amazing and lost. And I know, you know, JJ's really good friends with him. There is no reason that character should be there. None. And I don't care that he's in the Star Wars Adventures comic book. And I don't care that he has like two pages in the visual dictionary and Rose has like a paragraph because she does nothing. You have a thousand year old... Maz is older than Yoda. Yep. Well, yes, she's a thousand. A he's only nine hundred. He's nine hundred in Empire. That hasn't. That wasn't a hundred years ago. No, so he'd be like nine hundred and he'd be nine hundred and twenty. So she'd still be older than him. She's still over, older than him. <laughs> she's significantly hey, um, older than him. She's at I'm, least I'm like really eighty. Sorry. Years. I, uh, I got I got to interrupt for a second. Uh, kind of off offline. Um, I'm gonna have to go here. Um, I had allocated about an hour. I didn't realize it was gonna to go yeah. over a little bit. <laughs> Welcome um, to Nerdables. <laughs> um, I'll no I'll definitely have more time. I don't know if there's another time to do it, but um, I have to watch the kids a little bit. So it's gonna be kind of loud. So. Okay. No problem. But um, um, I you know when you when you do get the uh, the new opening finished, mm-hmm. then uh, let's have you back on for that. So you can do the unveiling. I'd love that. That'd be awesome. And then we can talk um, more DC uh, that day. Cool. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Um, I, I got a gracefully exit. Uh, I really appreciate everything. Um, should I 
any kind of sign off or uh <laughs> well we'll just say that we'll just use the excuse that the technology doesn't work because god knows that that's happened most of the times we record we'll just say that you know, like, oh, nope our satellite's down is there anything you <laughs> want to plug is there anything you want to plug like your web like a website or um facebook or anything not right now um possibly by the next time working okay. on a few things but yeah sounds good okay well, cool. well thanks for joining us Really appreciate it. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, uh, it's my fault. Not we won't play anything afterwards, but my my wife had some uh, some no previous way. plans, so no I worries. Watch the kids, no so. problem. My wife's gonna walk no in way. here probably in about ten fifteen minutes and you <laughs> know give me the really stink eye. Me just like, this <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Well, I really appreciate it, guys. Um, definitely see you soon, and uh, I'll uh, send you my next draft of the theme song because I, I added some drums and some other stuff and got a couple different things going on in there. All right. Cool. Thank you so much, Sherwood. We appreciate it. No problem. We'll see you. Cool, cool. See you guys. Right. Bye. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I know we haven't really talked about Star Wars Where were we, we, we supposed to be talking about box office or something? We were talking was about... Was this all leading towards, like, Frozen or something? Well, no, it was... Well, well we have a whole list of topics that we've only done one. we have done one. <laughs> we've done one right, and a half. Well, well no, because we got in... We, we did the Star Wars numbers, and then... We barely did the Star Wars numbers. Barely Star Wars numbers, but then we got into Billy Lord, so we were kind of talking about that. Okay. Um, Star Wars is slowly... No one's talking about their numbers right now. You know, like... Well, I thought that we were going to talk about Frozen, because the two biggest films of the, the last quarter of the year are two films that I don't think anyone has talked about how much money they've made. And yet, all of a sudden, we turn around, and you know, I know it's in there. Frozen Two is the highest grossing animated feature, and I was like, it, "Wait, what? That's the next." No thing, one yeah. talked about that film. I know. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like we're not following box office anymore, but I'm not hearing all those stories of, "Oh, look, Frozen Two won the weekend again." Oh, look, Frozen Two made another this. Well, that was well, and then all of a sudden, the, the first thing that we hear is Frozen Two beat. It's Incredibles, right? It beat Incredibles Two. Yeah. As the highest grossing animated film of all time. I was like, where the hell did that come from? I know no one that was excited to see that film. I don't really know anyone that's seen the film. I'm actually surprised you guys haven't. That's what Beth said at the other night. Or Arabella said it last night. She goes, you know, we haven't seen Frozen 2 yet. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, yeah, we haven't. And I was like, you know, that really shows that if we don't get to a movie like the first weekend, the first two weekends, we usually don't see it until it comes out on... Blu-ray, DVD, or whatever. Yeah, I didn't go to any movies until this week. So. Well, that's what, I, I thought maybe you did go see Frozen 2 because you no. said you saw two movies. Uh, but no. No, I no saw one, Knives Out. And what I was... Thanks to Those are supposed to be two major... They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, no, what I was going to say was, the leading into Frozen is that no one's really talking about Star Wars numbers either, like they were. It came out, and that was kind of it. I think because there's... The divide between, oh, my God, this is the greatest film I've ever seen, and, oh, my God, this is a piece of trash, because we went through that two years ago with Last Jedi, mm-hmm. I think it very quickly came and died out, because yeah. there are very strong opinions of that film one way or the other, but it seemed like we've gone through this already. I think it was The last three films, I don't even think it's a Mandalorian. I think it's the fact that the last three films, Last Jedi, Solo, and now Rise of Skywalker, divided audiences into I don't think I'm into Star Wars anymore. I don't like what Disney's doing or I appreciate what they're doing and I like these new films. And so I feel like because we've been doing that now for two years that it happens again and that's it. And there's also the fact that we don't have anything on the slate in terms of what's coming in. That's what I'm thinking. In a cinematic is. universe, it's because it's finished now. Basically, you know, yeah. we have we have nothing. So you think to that look everybody's talking to. since Star Wars? They, I mean, they've pretty much said Star Wars is over. 
and they haven't said that. They've actually said the Skywalker saga yeah, is the over. Skywalker right. saga, is saga is over. There's rumors of what the next thing is. But the fact that we do not have, we have the, the, the last two people that were supposed to be doing, or the last three people that were going to do films going forward, and Ryan Johnson and the guys who created Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. all three of them right now have either been let go in terms of the Game of Thrones guys or seem to be in this limbo where nothing's on the slate. We don't know what's coming. Marvel has told us we have 85 films coming in the next six months. And 36 TV shows. <laughs> yeah. series. Where Lucasfilm has said, we have no films on the slate, and we have three TV series. I think, it's a good, I think it's a good thing right now. for them. No, I think, it, I think you have to let it you lie fallow for a little while. Figure out exactly celebration what you want to do. You'll hear the first things. I think the other thing is to just sort of try and figure out where the organic story is. When, mm-hmm. listen to pitches, listen to people that come to you and do, whether it's Knights of the Old Republic, whether it's, you know, telling more single stories out of, uh, you know, the thing with Disney Plus is I think that gets rid of the Star Wars story movies, which is a real shame. I think I, so. I watched Rogue One mm-hmm. and Solo this week also. I watched a lot of, like, movie stuff this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, look, I got time. I can actually. I knew you were going to do that. Um, and, and they're... Excellent. And, and look, I love the TV series, too. I love Mandalore, and I'm looking forward to Kenobi, and I'm looking forward to um, K2 and Cassian. Or I Cassie saw somebody said they need to call the Kenobi series Hello There, and I wanted to shoot myself. There's so many things that they took out of episode three. Hello there. <laughs> that is on there. That's awesome. Um, the high ground thing became something. It's just, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that it's become this weird cult, and that's why I think that There show, was an article the other day. Of all day. three of them, I think that's the show that's in trouble. Because people have attached this weird, like, already saintly status to oh, Ewan yeah. McGregor playing Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people people were legitimately upset that when he came out at Celebration, he didn't say hello there. Yep. That, oh, if they don't mention the high ground in there, I'm going to be really pissed off. You know, <laughs> it, it would be like if this story was, if The Mandalorian really was about Boba Fett, I think everybody would hate it. Yeah. It would hate it. He's like, that's not Boba Fett. How do you get out of Sarlacc? He's not now Mandalorian. Kind of touching on what you just said. I mean, there was an article that said millennials have made episode three a cult classic because of a lot of those tropes, that, you know, those those lines that he says or the character he plays. It's really only like Obi-Wan's lines. But, and that's scene three is crazy. Well, no, and even like with Anakin stuff too. Yeah, to Anakin's got a bunch of stuff in there that's very crazy. And yeah. So. No, there's, it's, this, the prequels are, are, are I think, in a, given another two decades where we have new pro, those are going to be this weird sort of collection of just bizarre because they're really not like any of the other films. Nope. They really aren't mm-hmm. because they're not trying to ape Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. And if you look at the sequel trilogy, you can put those three films as the skeleton of the the three that we just got. You can't do that with episode one, two, and three. The thing is, you know, Last Jedi, they talk about how it plays Empire in reverse. That's not even in reverse because Ray just does exactly what Luke does. It's, It's brilliantly constructed when you take what Yoda says to Luke. They just right. you failed the same way that we failed. Like they have to, you know, they, they are what, what or they, they'll become what we are or move past us or whatever. And the failure in Ray was the failure of Luke. Mm-hmm. When Luke goes to Bespin, he's not supposed to go. Right. He doesn't do anything. Right. He literally doesn't save anyone. 
He makes everything worse. Well, like we said, he doesn't still gets, the outlaw. He, Han still gets, uh, gets captured, and Lando would have still saved Chewbacca and Leia. Uh-huh. Would have got them off the, the platform. He does nothing except lose his hand. Right. And reveals to Vader and is right in front of Vader and changes the way that Vader's. It's just, it, it sets the that's other pieces the only in motion. thing I would say he does. Well, he, that's what it is. He his, begins the, 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 the. But the thing is, because he leaves, he also doesn't come back. We're led to believe in Return of the Jedi, and I'm sure we'll find out in the canon comic series, he doesn't go back. He never completes his training with Yoda. I bet you they, they have to take him back there. He can't. I mean, the I know way in that, Yoda, the way the, 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 way, that, the way that Return of the Jedi is written, he is not. He hasn't been there since he left. Right. And the feeling is, and it's been in the series already, kind of, um, it almost felt like they were setting it up in the comic book series as you get towards these last um, uh, um, arcs. Leia's sort of like, you can't go traipsing looking for the Force. Yeah, we like need you're, you you're, you're You're a pilot. I've only got so many pilots. I've only got so many warriors. I've only got so many people that can run missions. You're a commander, for God's sakes. You own. You have your own squadron. By this point, you know, the, the, the comic ends just before Hoth. Rogue Squadron is established, and he's mm-hmm. the commander of that squadron. Much like what she does after Return of the Jedi, I can't go train with you. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can go disappear and train. That's fine. You need to be a master because you're going to teach new Jedi. I can't. I got to figure out how the Senate's going to work when it's full with a bunch of ex-imperials. You know, their lives are so very different. And Ray makes the same mistake. Yeah. She puts herself right in front of Snoke. And so she and Ben, and you can say it's better because one of the reasons I was kind of disappointed in Rise of Skywalker is killing the Supreme Leader didn't really do anything because Snoke's still the Supreme Leader. We were kind of hoping that he became even more crazy. And they were right. like, if Snoke, I'm sorry, if Kylo had built the fleet, he was like, I want to take Death Star guns and I want to put them on, on the things because I want to destroy the galaxy. I don't care anymore. Yeah. I'm done. I didn't get to kill my master. My mom's still out there. I got to kill my dad. I'm going to blow this galaxy to smithereens. Then it, like something would have changed where Snoke was like, I just want this power and I want to be able to control the galaxy where Kylo wanted to destroy it because he was so angry. He was so consumed by hatred. And then there was no choice to, to kill him, but instead they're like, hey, let's just do the Anakin thing. Well, they didn't murder But you children. find out, you know, Snoke was nothing more than just a puppet, which was, you know, a clone. Aren't they all puppets? Because I, I love the take that where you see all the multiple Snokes in it. In uh, Palpatine. There's some good ideas in there somewhere. Yeah, there's some good ideas in there. No, I need to see it again. Did you ever see it again? No. We wow. Need to, we need to, I know. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. Yeah. Wow. I know. So Frozen you 2. You really didn't like that movie. No, I, I did like it. I love the, the, the I, yellow lightsaber. I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I, I'm not saying you didn't like... You're ambivalent in that film. You didn't like Last Jedi, and you still saw it twice yes. before we reviewed it. Yes. You've only seen Rise of Skywalker once. Yes. I'm shocked. I'm honest. I'm, I'm true. I thought you would have at least seen it twice. No, I've seen it once right now. Wow. I know. Ethan had a chance to see it twice. Yep. He, wouldn't, he didn't do it because he doesn't like Star Wars, but he just like buying it. <laughs> well, no, I was waiting for him to go the second time. And then he's waiting for Beth. <laughs> That's part of it, too. <laughs> and so we just never went and saw it again. Wow. Um, it's kind of well, like I still Frozen 2. <laughs> I still need to see it a second time. You know mm-hmm. who's in jeopardy right now? Alex Trebek. Um, Alex Trebek uh, knows what he's doing. What's his face? Um, 
what is it? Was it Wisenheimer? Wisenhunt and Ken Jennings. Or who's the other guy? Doctor Strange. I missed the first. Uh, I missed the first two episodes of the Tournament of Champions. It's really annoying. Oh, all time one. I was like, dang, damn it! I wanted to watch this. Well, Doctor Strange is in jeopardy because they just lost their director because oh, it's of not in jeopardy. It's a Marvel film. It's still coming. <laughs> oh yeah. It, but at this point, Marvel could hire a monkey off the here's street the and still make a Marvel film. Do you think it was pun intended too strange for Disney? I have no idea because, as I said in the thread that we had, we were promised the first true horror film in the, in the MCU. Yes, and everyone got excited for it, and then six months later, he gets fired yep. or he leaves. It's amicable. It's the same Creative thing that happened. To, yeah, it's the same thing. The guy who was originally supposed to to direct Black Panther, right? Where when they interviewed him after, he's like, yeah, I gave him my pitch and they didn't like it and we parted ways. It's Hollywood. It's not a big well, deal. He never had any animosity. And he always said, like, I'm glad that, um, well, I can't remember the director's name. Coolidge? Co- is it Coogler? Coogler? Is, is, I think it's Coogler. I think it's Coogler. I think Coogler, it's C-O-G-L-E-R. Yeah. And he liked that film and he was like, yeah, that's great. That's up there. My fear is, the question has to be, is it the director wanted to make the horror film and Disney goes, eh, or Disney wants to make it a horror film and the director wasn't giving them what they wanted because people seemed really excited to get a true horror film in the MCU. I'm glad you said MCU because it's not going to be the first Marvel horror film. No, the first Marvel horror film is Dark Phoenix because it's terrible. No, this is horror. No, uh, New new Mutants. New Mutants. That's so dumb. And now you have everyone swearing it's an MCU film and then Disney coming out and saying it's not. Right. But someone within Disney said it is. Like, stop. Just no. burn it. <laughs> it's There's not. There's no way that film is good. I love that someone, someone on one of the Did you see the trailer in, for it? No, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't. It, it's been, what, two years since we saw the trailer? Well, yeah, two, except two, for the new trailer. No, that's what I mean. Two years mm-hmm. since the original trailer. Yes. Didn't we see the original yes. trailer at the end of like 2017? Yes. Or was it 2018? I thought it was 2017. It's either the end of 2017 or the beginning of 2018. So we have, I think it was the end of, I think it was the end of 2017. Didn't we see it in front of Last Jedi? I thought we did. Anyway, it's been, it's been around for whatever. Right. So someone in this group, when the new trailer was like, oh my God, I'm so glad it's coming out. I can't wait for this film. It's going to be so good. And the person after him was made the statement that I wanted to make is, have you ever known a film to sit on a shelf for two years, be endlessly tinkered with without any true reshoots and still be good. Wait, in this group? In the group, in the in the, the, the group that I was in. Oh, the group you were in. I, yeah. I was like, I don't remember that in the thread we were There's in. There's no one, no, it's, it's a comic book group that I'm in. Gotcha. Um, the, the, the guy says, have you ever known a film to go through this process and still be good? There's no chance that it's good. Mm-mm. Which of course now we'll see it and we'll be like, this is the best movie we've ever seen. Um, <laughs> is, I don't think it change, any really chance. changes all the way. To Marvel's movies. just like, forget it. We're not going to do any of these anymore. We're just going to do mutants. Um, <laughs> it, I, I don't get, I don't get why they're releasing it. And the reason that I said they shouldn't release it as much as anything else is exactly what happened, and that is. The masses think it's an MCU film. Yes. It's the first Disney film from the Fox franchise that's been released by Disney. It's an MCU film. They're not going to... They can't introduce it here. Someone said, you know, if they're going to put it out, Kevin Feige's got his hands all over it. It's like, hands all over to do what? They didn't reshoot it. Right. Why does everybody think all of a sudden they went back and shot it? They didn't. He may come in and help the editing process to try and make some sense of whatever piece of garbage that they have sitting in in the hopper. But for God's sakes... 
what are you doing? That was the All other thing they said was that they made a lot of uh, reshoots to make it into a uh, MCU film. But there's no reshoots. There were no reshoots. There's none. That's not the thing. nothing. Nothing, nothing in the since last... nothing since we we knew that you know right. the picture was kind of cut. Nothing or since Fox mm-hmm. still existed. Yeah. Maisie Williams isn't going back to play whoever the hell she's playing. She's in that movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Who's the, who's the other kid that was in it? There Maisie was... Williams is Rain. Yeah, but what was uh there was somebody else that was in something uh it's what's his name from uh Stranger, Stranger Things? Things. Is it the it's the brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he like a sexual predator now or something? Didn't he get me too? No, he got uh he got in trouble for, for having uh drugs in the drugs. airport. Yeah. Um, Can't fly with your cocaine, kids. Yes, yeah, so it's uh, Doctor Strange two. That may I wonder if that's why they decided to move WandaVision up to this year. Instead no, of, because the, the, their schedule is exactly the same. They haven't even come close to starting to shoot. No, you remember, WandaVision was supposed to be coming out in... Right, no, no, but what I'm saying is the Doctor Strange 2, the schedule is completely the same. Right, oh so yeah. So it's not... WandaVision, the decision for WandaVision seemed to make uh, seemed to be made well before uh, the director left. So Do you think somebody, I don't think... I think the WandaVision move is simply the fact that they wanted to get something... Somebody at Disney Plus, uh, we need some more... I think it's yeah, it's just trying content. to move the schedule. I don't think mm. it's mean more content. I think they need to spread it out better. Yeah, because what if they didn't they move it into a new year? Yeah, they didn't moved they it this years? year. Yeah, see, remember year, remember what we said? There's four series coming out next year. Right. So move it to 2020, and let three series. That'll be three series this year, and then three series next year. It makes much more sense. Or well, two remember series what three. they said originally? There's supposed to be a movie in February. Then there were going to be Loki, WandaVision, and Doctor Strange all before May. Yeah. Or, or Doctor Strange would be May. I think it, it got moved simply because there was to make too, room. There was too much. Mm-hmm. It's too close because it you we gotta remember it's not a Marvel surface, it's a Disney surface. They can't just have mm-hmm. a Marvel show every week that comes right. flipping down while you're trying to do a lot of other projects. So right. I think the move had nothing it has nothing to in my opinion, it has nothing to do with Doctor Strange two and the turmoil that it's in right now, which it really isn't. They're just gonna hire it's a new director. Not. Mm-hmm. I just wonder. I I'm I wonder if the it's Marvel like Edgar films? Wright, the whole Edgar Wright thing. You know, if they just didn't like the vision he was going with and said, you know, we want to keep it I mean, that's probably what way. it is. I just wonder. What I wonder is whose vision was what. It was kind of my fear yeah. with when when Rogue One went through reshoots. Was is it Disney saying, hey, we need funny droids and we need poop jokes? Mm-hmm. And Ryan Johnson's like, no, we need to see people really die. And not knowing and never being able to know kind of what led to that. It's the same thing with Marvel films, Edgar Wright and all these other pieces. I want the making of it's so much more interesting. Like Mm -hmm. I really want to know, I'd love to know exactly how all the star Wars films came to be. In this case, it does feel like that Disney and Marvel went, well, wait a minute, a horror film on a, you know, in a Disney brand is one is kind of oh we've done horror before no not you know, but then in the Marvel world it's kind of like I don't know. Well, Marvel are horror we film is going to be much? different than a horror film. It's just oh, a Marvel sure, horror sure. film. It's just like you know, Winter Soldier is a Manchurian Candidate, except there's a hell of a lot more gunfire. Right. Mm. You know, it's like hey, it's the Manchurian Candidate, but there's Quinjets that get destroyed by a shield, and there's a you know someone in an elevator knocks out forty five people in five seconds, and it looks awesome. And there's a badass dude with a metal arm. <laughs> but I digress. So um, who cut his damn hippie hair? <laughs> about damn time. Uh, what do you think about Christian Bale uh, in talks for Thor? 
Well, I love Christian Bale. I have no idea who he'd play. And I love everyone just like, he's going to play this. He's going to play this. He's probably going to play the head of Roxxon, and he's perfect. Oh, yeah. If you've read, if if they follow part of the Roxxon story with that character, Augur, who's the head of Roxxon, if you've read the Lady Thor stuff from Jason Aaron and that character, Christian Bale, would nail that character to the wall and be able to give you the voiceover when he turns into a giant, you know, minotaur. Yeah. I was kind of reading the backstory for Dario Agger, and I was That's like, you know what? Oh, it's, dude, he's so like, cool in that, that series. Would be... That series is so good. Mm. Jason Aaron's Thor, which just wrapped up with King Thor, which is what I still have to read, but I read, I blasted through his entire <laughs> Lady Thor, you know, um, arc up until they, they ended that series and started over with a new Thor number one in, I think, like six days, the beginning of May. When I was watching Doug's House, I, watched, I read mm-hmm. most of it. It's so good. Oh my yeah. god, is it amazing? It's so beautiful and it's so emotional. And Russell Dodderman does the art for most of it, and it's just it's painstakingly beautiful. See, I, that's who I thought they would would cast to be. It's I, gonna be. I, I know Beta every, everyone. Every time it's Thor, everyone wants Beta Ray Bill. It's yeah. like Beta Ray Bill died, and he's on Scar, and he's dead, and his head is on a freaking building, and that see, building I, probably doesn't exist anymore. I could see Beta Ray Bill showing up in Guardians Three more so than in. Thor. I don't think Beta Ray Bill shows up at all because he's just a dude with a horse head, or he shows up in uh, Internals. <laughs> But it's gonna be weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should be getting a trailer for that before long. Well, it's still shooting. Yeah, it's probably just gonna say from the people that brought you all twenty four well, other. You know Marvel when we'll films. get it is either the week before or the week of uh, Black Widow. It'll probably yeah, be in front of probably. Black Widow. Um, we'll probably get it right around Black Widow because you got to. It's sort of like the the. Oh, it's not really. I'm trying to think of. Something where like they have to tell you what's next while you're doing what's there and yeah you know mm-hmm. it's funny though because you know um, Christian Bale will be another character that's or actor that's been in DC and Marvel you know he, he joins the list of like Ben Affleck well he also joins the list of people that are in a Marvel film who have an Academy Award mm-hmm. for yeah. acting I mean that's that's the that's the crazy thing with this is. You know, we'd never think of this 40 years ago. These people would never deign to do these types of movies. And you're now at a point where you you make movies that are acceptable to them and also give them a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want me to play what? Sure. I don't care. How much? Put a zero on it. Put one more zero on it. All right. Put one more zero on it. <laughs> how many how zeros many, do you want to add? Babe, <laughs> Just how many zeros going. are we going to put on here? Put all the zeros you're willing to put on there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll play whatever wow. you want. Wow. Wow. It's wow. like uh, wow. uh, wow. Irox comment in uh, Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Can we go three? My normal salary, can we go you know, four? Uh, go th- I'll give you three. Wait, it's four still on the table? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Colin Farrell. Speaking of terrible movies. It's going to be The Re- Penguin. I can't believe Spielberg did that movie. Yeah. Still can't get over that. That can't really be him. Ernie Klein was a dancer on uh, Jeopardy. As you know. He starred in this movie that sucks? No, Ernie Klein is the one who wrote the book. Oh, he wrote the book that sucks? <laughs> that, sl- that sucks slightly less than the film? I love and stand behind Ready Player One. Ready Player One is a terrible film. No, I liked it too. 
It's a terrible. Food. Yeah, but you liked Iron Man two for the longest time. Yeah, I would so did love... Sherwood. I have somebody else that likes Iron Man two. Dude, I, okay. I would love okay. them to do a Netflix series or one of the ser- one of the streaming services of Ready Player One, and do the book version like they're doing for uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I would like to see a streaming service never do anything. <laughs> <from the guy. laughs> it's it's oh, it's just it's one of those God that reading that book years after it was hot. And seeing it from a whole new perspective of like a modern perspective versus when it came out, it's amazing to read it. And it is just a pop culture junkie fantasy thinking that his life matters. And that's what the author I is. See, that's mm. not what I get. I get that it. It, no, that totally is what it is. No. Because everything, everything that we hold dear, that means absolutely nothing. What would you rather be able to do? Quote all of Empire Strikes Back or learn how to build a jet? You should build a jet. You're always going to have a job. Someone's going to need someone who build a jet. You know, what you, should do? you know who doesn't need anything? Someone who knows every single line of Empire Strikes Back, except in Ready Player One. See, hours just... and hours of watching war games, which is not actually that great a film that you should never watch until the point in when it's, it's committed to memory. Walking into something and going, I can get a golden egg and I can get a gajillion dollars and I can rule the world, but the only thing I have to know is every single line that Matthew Broderick says in that film all of a sudden is important. That is the wet dream of all of these geeks that have grown up just like me without a real freaking job and have all of these things that are important to them. And we're sort of like, I don't know how to fix my car. What about like, Rush? What about listening to Rush? The reason I bring that up is the, the Yeah, we know the, the PR, PR died or but it just that oh, that movie's terrible. Uh, what were we, we were talking about Christian Bale, and we were doing something else. Christian Bale became Finish Christian Bale. Uh, penguin. Christian Bale is going to be the penguin. No, no, Colin, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin Farrell's going to be the penguin. That's that's the about. odd. That is odd. I know. When Hashtag I, hot penguin. When I was opening the show, I accidentally said Colin Firth. And I went, oh, that'd be Colin much, Firth would have worked. I went, that's a much better cast. A little bit of makeup. <laughs> I, I can't imagine you hire Colin Farrell and be like, okay, we're going to put you in Danny DeVito makeup. Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Colin Farrell's a very good-looking human being. And I just, mm, that's weird. But yeah, no, when I said Colin Firth, immediately in my mind went, there's your casting for it. Yeah. That would be perfect, if you, especially if you want to get that type of caliber actor in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. You should have had Robin Lloyd Taylor do it. <laughs> just screw with everybody's head. Um. So the ba- the PS5 is confirmed that will be backwards compatible to the original PlayStation at launch. Who the hell still has their original PlayStation? I have Mikey's. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I think I still have a game or two somewhere. I have I have a few. I have I, a few I've, games because the PlayStation PlayStation three, Two. Well, the PlayStation Two is backwards compatible, so I bought like I bought the original Silent Hill and like Dino Crisis when I first had a PlayStation Two. Well, the original PlayStation Three. Was backwards compatible. That's why I kept it. Yeah. But there, because Xbox announced that the new Xbox. Well, hell, places like Game Dude now are just going to be running with business because everybody's going to run out to try to buy like old games now that they want to play again. Why? When you can get the. It seems weird in 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 a DLC world. Like, I love backwards compatibility, and I think that's the right choice because you have hundreds if not thousands and thousands of people that have still have those discs Mm -hmm. and rather than make them useless let them be able to play whatever they want going backwards but in a dlc world you sort of wonder how important this is to that company especially when you might get to the point where you know 
an older person that has a PS, like, I want to play the original Silent Hill. Well, for 10 bucks, you can download it. That's what it says. Yeah, but Here's that's the, the thing is, I if, I, if that, you have though. it, you don't... I, I, look, I, I applaud the choice. I just wonder... It's an odd choice in a DLC world. They're counting on people why. not having having the physical disc oh, anymore. The, well, no, they, what they're counting on is this this new nostalgia from people that are younger than us that want to find all the stuff that the, the you know the, the right. old people the geezers played want to go back and play it. Oh, so the That's Ready Player One get. thing, yeah. Um, <laughs> but here's here's what I think about it. Most important thing too. in my life is playing Silent Hill again. The benefit of having it being backwards compatible and playing with a disc instead of downloading it is because the space that it takes up. Oh yeah, on no, your drive. no, you so. still. You still have to dem- download the emulators. You have to have the game, but it automatically downloads the emulator to the to the game. Well, that's fine. It's a lot less than if you had to download a full game onto your Not system. Not really. It'd be because it, most of the games now you're downloading nearly the whole game to the even with the original with the physical. I imagine disc. the older stuff would be smaller too. I mean, the I older stuff it's it's just it's you know a micro on there. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, like going maybe PS3, PS4, which had those games that were you download one onto the system and then play them. Yeah, but PS2 and PS1 games, I don't. I, they would still have their load time, load times, and everything like that. I so. when I when I got the PlayStation Four for Christmas and I put in Spider Man, it down it 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 wow. put it in, and you waited six hours to download something. Yes. Yeah. It put That's fifty-six gigabytes. That's what on. I'm saying. So it put the whole game for that. On there. Yes, but for some PlayStation One game that was something that was you can play on a Windows ninety-eight computer <laughs> with no problem. It's maybe less than a gigabyte. See, here's what I'm what I'm wondering about is because the original PlayStation didn't have a normal CD type disc. Remember, it had the black bottom. So when you had the PlayStation 2 and 3 come out, and they originally were backwards compatible, they had two drives in it. Yeah. They had one drive that would have played the original PlayStation games, and then the other one which would play the normal CD Blu-ray games. Yeah. So is it going to have two drives in it again? It would or have to. Or no, I think, I honestly, I think it's going to be less the disc and more of the emulator for both of the systems. Because even you know, when I go to play any play or a 360 game on, you know, on the place or on the Xbox, mm-hmm. I have to you know it, it downloads that whole game and then I put in the disc basically to say hey I own the disc and that's all I'm doing with the disc is just basically confirming I own it. So I mean, going back to thinking because Sony with their PlayStation, did we leave thinking? <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> no, but going back to it, I we mean, like thinking a long time ago. <laughs> thinking about it, PlayStation Two had, had the backwards compatibility with the PlayStation originally, and Wasn't you didn't have to do three like the first one that didn't have it when the, it first the came original out? one did, but it didn't play like a blue bottom disc. Correct. So the okay. PlayStation Two games that were like the first run that had the blue bottom discs, they had to send out a special patch like after launch okay. or something, and eventually it. I'm trying to remember what the first system was that made a big deal about the fact that it. Wasn't I think it was the PlayStation Three, but well, when they put out the the, the PS Two when it came out, it was literally you drop in a PS One disc yeah. and it plays. Yeah, I did that. I feel like Sony is always looking for this as part of their gaming experience. I don't see them saying like, "Oh, well, you're going to have to download a bunch of emulators for these games that you're going to want to play." It's just going to be in the system. Well, I don't think you can play it on that system without an emulator, right? Because that that graphic 
file is so different. But it doesn't matter. It's just playing. It, it's already in the hardware to be allow these games to be running and playing. Because okay. you're just playing it on game. My thing is now, because those games required like memory cards to save. Yeah. Is it just going to allow you to save that save information to the hard drive? Well, you're not going to be you're you not going to be able to pick up where you left off. No, I know. I'm saying like as far as to save it, is it no, going to allow it to it all? You're, you're, hard saving, drive, you're saving it to your. Or are they going to ask you to get like some sort of you know sure like hard drive? No, you're saving it to your. I love the memory cards because you could just carry the memory card to your friends. You know what they need to do is they need to make a memory card to USB. You know, the USB port, so you can plug it into your PlayStation and have your old files. Yeah. Speaking of old files, well, actually, I think we're missing, you know, all the backwards compatibility stuff's great, but the the big thing with the PlayStation Five, I think, is the things that no one's talking about, and that is, do we finally get the banana controller? Because they've been talking about that for like thirty years. Oh, remember the remember that the, the the thing that leaked that the controller for like the PS Two was going to be that yeah. it was going to be a boomerang, the banana yeah, no, controller, God. and every time from from two to three to four, I swear that was like the first thing that people. Were, I think they're they're finally going to do the banana controller, which makes no sense. There's it's not enough room on it for the 86 buttons it takes you to play a modern game. Every every year, it always has some rumor of changing their controller, and they just come out with the same style. Well, all the thing I wanted the, the controller is to move. Did you ever use the little Pelican controllers? Yeah. Well, they had the 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 second triggers, the bottom mm-hmm. triggers. They were that down were back. They were yeah, they were down they were farther. They down. were brilliant. Mm-hmm. I had I had a Pelican. My buddy had the regular controller, and. We went. I don't remember what we were playing. Like um, the Tom Clancy Ghost Recon, right? I destroyed him because mm-hmm. I could shoot faster than him and I could cycle faster than him because I could use it because he was like this and his controller's falling out of his hands. I can't use those stupid things. <laughs> that and earbuds. That was speaking uh, of old people. <laughs> speaking of old people, the Zack Attack is back. Say by the Bell oh. is coming back. They've already found their lead. Remember when we used to talk about like geek stuff? Wait. But Zach Morris is coming back to the Zach show. Morris is trash. Inconceivable. Zach Morris is, in, is trash is one of the best YouTube channels ever. <laughs> it's fantastic. So I'm wondering if the lead in it is going to be Zach's daughter and he shows up every once in a while. Zach has a daughter? He will. It, you know, maybe it's Zach and Kelly's daughter. And Kelly made it. Yeah, they did that TV movie where they got married. Remember? Yeah. They did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why do you remember that? Because I watched it. Oh my god. They did Saved by I the Bell. I love Saved by the Bell. Yes. No. You love Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Shut up. That they too. did. They did Saved by the Bell. I watched the first did. season of Saved by the Bell because of Tiffany Amber Thiessen, and then I'm like, what am I doing? Then they did the comic. Then I watched Lizzie McGuire instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ethan. Ethan watched Tana Montana, so <sighs> it's a shame. Uh, no, but they did. They did Saved by the Bell. Then they you did know, the college Montana years. It's the same as Miley Cyrus. Mind blown. Wasn't she Miley Miley in it? What was it? What was her real name? Miley in it. Yeah. Was it Miley Cyrus in it? No, it wasn't Miley Miley Cyrus. It was was Miley something. Okay. So they Uh, (laughs) they did Saved by the Bell. Then they did the college years. Then they did. No, they did the new class. The new class was something different. The new class was after the college years. That's how they. Remember we used to talk about geek stuff. <laughs> that's that's how they kept Screech around for so long. We're, 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 oh, Ooh, Diamond. I wonder if Dustin Diamond's going to show oh, up. No, Dustin Diamond is not <laughs> showing up anymore. Look, I mean, he's stabbing. You can have you can have Mr. Belvedere or whatever, but you're not getting Dustin Diamond. Wait, Mr. Belvedere? <laughs> whatever, whatever his Mr. name Belvedere. was. Mr. Belvedere is Mr. Belding. <laughs> Mr. Belding. What would have been great it was Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. Be funny. Oh, I think he's dead too. Be funny. People are going. 
Who's Mr. Belvedere? Mr. What Belvedere was that? Was a great show. That was another show back in the late eighties, early nineties. That was that's early eighties. Oh, yeah, was no, that early eighties? That show was that show was considerably before. Saved My sister Bell. watched that one a lot. I remember that. Yeah. Mr. Belvedere was around when Growing Pains was there, and it's Growing Pains, Mr. Belvedere, um, head of the class. Head of the class was head of the class was great. <laughs> I found those on some streaming service. I was watching some of them. And I was like, "Oh, these were fantastic!" So we were watching, uh, we were watching Little Shop of Horrors last night with yeah, Arabella because she got she got a Venus flytrap. So mm-hmm. we watched it. Um, man, that movie is old. Movie's eighty six at least. 80, yeah, I was gonna say eighty six. Wow. And you because that was like fourth grade. Because my friend Justin was obsessed. with I it. totally forgot Bill Murray was in that movie. <laughs> What is Bill Murray in that movie? He is the guy that goes to the dentist office. That's like that's right. He's the first super one. excited. Yeah, because he loves he loves pain and the <laughs> he loves got pain. pissed off. Yeah, but that's the uh, that's the role that Steve Martin refused to take credit for. He's not in the credits. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, in, he's in the credits of the movie, but not in. He's not credited for it. Yeah, outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the director's cut. Audrey two. That's the end. That's the the end. The space alien ending, right? Yeah, yeah. Audrey two kills Audrey. I still remember when. We first learned it was stills of yeah. the original. It, it tested so bad mm-hmm. that they cut it, and there were stills that they put out of you know uh, the, the plants being on top of skyscrapers right. and being just huge, like King Kong size, and they take over the world, and that's the end of it. Yep. And it wasn't released for years, and then when the when the movie became one of those art house theater cult classics and started being shown all the time, you know, like a Rocky Horror Picture Show type of deal. Mm-hmm. They started showing the director's cut because they found the footage and they put the footage into it. I've never seen it. I've oh, never seen the so end. Good. I know what it is, but it's just, it was fascinating because I watched that movie a lot. Like I said, Justin was obsessed with it. We ended up watching it at his house like 8,000 times. We bought it, so you, you could, we bought it digitally so you can watch it here sometime. But it's, uh, I, I like that movie a lot. I was a, I was a fan. So of you're not going to check out Say by the Bell, the reboot. No, Tiffany Amber Thiessen's not in it. <laughs> that we know of right now. She's not going to do that. What's she Didn't doing? She's working at Taco Bell or she, something. No, she's still got residual checks from... Um, oh, what was, by the Bell? No, the... The, the, the car sh- one? No, not the car one. The one that she was doing on USA with the... the the. It was the con that... The convict that got tapped by the FBI. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's, suits? That's, was it Suits? No. No. It was something, it's basically, it's a guy who gets picked up, the FBI agent flips him. It's the catch me if you can sort of thing, what they ended up doing with that guy, where they had him work for the FBI instead of going to jail. And so he's a con man, and he works for the FBI, and the FBI agent who's his handler, his wife is Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Mm. And it ran for like five years. wonder if Elizabeth Hurley's going to come back. Elizabeth Hurley's too busy doing Showgirls 4. Didn't they do a Showgirls too? Fast, uh, fast Lane? Fat, no, Fast Lane was the car one that was on. Uh, was the car one. That was the one on Fox for like an hour, right? That was the one that was on yeah. Fox that screwed up uh, Firefly. No, it didn't screw up Firefly. Firefly screwed up Firefly. She um, was on uh, Alexa and Kate. Nope. That was in 2018. She was uh, in Cyborg American Soldier. White Collar. White Collar. That's what it was. Because mm. he's a white collar criminal. He's a white collar con man. And that's what uh, cyborg soldier. Wow, see, she doesn't. She doesn't need a job. She's she's busy. She hasn't worked. No, she's she's doing Alexa and Kate. Mm-hmm. It's still running. What the hell is that? Some it's a Disney or is it Disney Netflix? Netflix? 
type Disney Channel Everything show. Everything is Netflix. So much Netflix. Golden Globes was all Netflix, and then it wasn't because <laughs> Netflix barely wanted anything. I, was I like, know. I made mean, a big deal about everything being <laughs> Netflix, Ricky and I'm like, Gervais. it's all Amazon and HBO. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> HBO gets up there and wins. <laughs> so I guess it's not all Infl- uh, Netflix, is it, Ricky? Boy, he just he really insulted everybody, didn't he? He had some of the he had, he had some great jokes in the beginning, and I just love watching people. I love that the uh, the R. Kelly and Michael Jackson. We got surviving R. Kelly, <laughs> finding Neverland, two popes. <laughs> and Price's face, like, like really, you know him? Like, are you are you are you friends with him? Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, that was a great joke. They had some, they had some really. Good, and they get mad at Felicity Huffman. I was like, why? But he does say that the best thing that he said is like, you can't have this because you you are not you're not real people. You're not connected to reality. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> Just that's get, the thing that get we up get there. To. Thank your agent. Thank your agent. Thank your God. Go the hell home. It's it was something I remember Jim Rome used to talk about this when anyone have these stupid athletes that come out and in the public are like, you know, they only want to pay me $10 million a year, but I'm worth 12. Who are you talking to? You're talking to a guy who makes at the time, you know, this is 15 years ago. It's like you're talking to somebody who makes seven twenty five an hour. You think he's going to care? Right. You think he's a fan now because you're holding out for $5 million? Like, just shut up. Yeah, but <laughs> when you look at it in perspective of a film making a billion dollars, that actor is getting at the... Depending no, on the actor, they're getting the, maybe twenty five million. Is, is the people that are there, that insular world, they have no clue how the real world works. None. You think Gwyneth Paltrow understands you having to go to work every day? Um, no, she doesn't. None. Dust stop. Because you want to be an actor, you want to make them into heroes and all this crap. No, but none I also of those, deal with none them on a of daily the, basis. None too. of them understand how the real world works. And they don't want to. They don't care. And that's fine. They've done what they've done. They deserve their money because that's the money that we give them to go to Iron Man, to go to Iron Man 2, to go to Rise of Skywalker and Frozen and to watch Netflix and HBO and Amazon and to rent movies and do all the things that we do. It's the same thing with sports. We're willing to pay $100 a ticket to go to a midseason freaking NFL game to watch the other team if you're going to the Chargers place. And not and next that's year, where it goes. Brady will be there. Goes. No, he's not. And that's where this stuff goes. They have no basis in reality. None. There's just none. Some do. No, they don't. No one who's in that room, who's an actor, that is at the Golden Globes, has any idea how the real world works. And that's fine. But when they come up to tell you that they do, that's the problem these people have. That's the problem we have when you get up there and be like, oh, we should just be sustainable tomorrow. That's great. Guess what? Organic food costs three times as much as the food I'm buying. And I got four kids. And you're telling me that I have to change my life because you watched a documentary last week? Sorry, Joaquin. Go to hell. Joaquin's was kind of. Joaquin is Joaquin is drunk. That, that He's was, just drunk the whole time. That was just, that was odd. He's a, he's an odd cat. Now you got to remember, didn't he pretend that he filmed him that, that one documentary, the being Joaquin or whatever, yeah. where he was just acting like a jackass the whole time? Yeah. So, yeah, anyways, welcome that's, back, that's why Chris. I don't like him. That's why I Brad don't Pitt like him. looked good though. Brad Pitt looked good. That movie's so good. Which one? Once upon a time. Oh, I have to try that. Everyone's you have it. it. I know, but I haven't. I'm not a Quentin Tarantino fan. I've seen maybe one. I figured you to watch those two. Did you watch Jojo Rabbit? Not yet, no. As much of a Takiti fan you are? I don't don't see it. I just don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch rabbits die. People around me are dying. The last thing I want to do is watch some kid kill his own rabbit. Okay? 
whatever the first part of the film. Everyone told me, like, skip the first five minutes. He doesn't kill it. Somebody else does. Well, we know what the thing is. It, it's, Spoiler. If you want to, if you want to find, if you want to find out how ma- how incredibly demented Japanese were, that's what Japanese used to do. Japanese soldiers used to have to raise dogs from puppies, and then they would kill them. Yeah, and if they couldn't do it, they were they were executed. What did they do? Uh, did they do that? And they yeah. they did it in Kingsman. Kingsman. Mm-hmm. That's what. It was. When I'm watching, as soon as he got the dog in Kingsman, when I was watching the film, yeah. As soon as he got the dog, I was like, oh my god, because I know that story. Yeah. Um, I think it was. I think the first time I saw it was in like. Magneto or whatever, because he was talking about what the <laughs> Japanese were doing. But I've heard that story many times is that what the Japanese military was doing to its soldiers is they would have them have animals, usually dogs, raise them from puppies. And as soon as they, you know, they, they pass basic or whatever, they had to shoot them. Yeah. And if they didn't shoot them, they were executed. So they all shot them. And I think that's horrible. I'd, I'd like to I figured that. that's what the rabbit was. And I think not. Nah. Well, kind of, but it's not. How can you unexpect everything? Do they even give out Grammys anymore? Or do they just do performances, which is what they should do because nobody cares. It's mostly performances. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, do you really want to know the best R and B song by a white person born in Georgia who moved to New York who recorded it in Tennessee goes to uh, Little Nas or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> goes to Little Nas. <laughs> who's the Who's the dude? What's the Old Town Road dude? It's not Little Nas. I can't Little remember. Nas X. Is that what it is? It's Little Nas X, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. There we go. I had two thirds of it. <laughs> So Just welcome, like two-thirds of Rise of Skywalker was okay. <laughs> welcome back to the two-thirds of the show that you were on tonight. That's probably more than two-thirds. It was it's more like five-eighths. Yeah, well, that, that's why all these go really long. <laughs> Are the two shows I'm not on like 45 minutes? They're, they're, they're about an hour. About <laughs> an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do you want to send out a um, our prayers and thoughts to our listeners in Australia? I know it's kind of a downer to end on, but uh, have listeners in Australia, huh? You have listeners in Australia? Yeah. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. We never hear from anybody, so I don't know. Where we never hear from anybody. Yeah. The only yeah. the only people that we've ever heard from are the two hosts of last two weeks' shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, Doug. Okay, so Doug Wilson needs to be on the show. Yes, I can probably actually arrange that. Um, <laughs> he could just yell at us for going off topic. Right. Doug's not in Australia, is he? Doug Wilson's from Australia. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. He's yeah. from Australia. All the people. See, I, there's a look, there's a listener from Australia. That's, that's why I just said, no way, Doug Wilson's from Australia, because <laughs> if, if, in the Puck podcast, like a third of their listeners are in Australia. It's amazing, and a third I, of them are Avs fans for some reason. I was going to ask, uh, send out a message to Doug to see if he wanted to be on the show, but I figured right now is probably not the best time. Time is it? <laughs> um, hold on, vamp for a minute. Where's my world clock? So. Chris is back. No, it's it's twelve fifty during it's at twelve fifty one p.m. So it's in the mid afternoon. I meant because of the fires, not because of the time of day. Oh, he's in Brisbane. That's probably. I mean, the Mm -hmm. air probably sucks. Right. And then that's the new thing is that everyone's lying about how disastrous it is. Well, it's because the the photos that they've shown are a time lapse over the over like the last month and a half or two months. It's most of the country has burned. Yes. That's, that's what you're looking at. You have a major ecological disaster. And one of the problems that we have with this is that we've called one of the things, the problems that you have is when you call it climate change and then it gets colder and it gets wetter and everyone's like, oh, you called it global warming for so long. We're not warming. No, the problem is, is what we're dealing with in Southern California. It's not that it's dry. It's that it's wet. It's been wet in the spring and early summer more in the last couple of years. And as before that promotes growth, that growth dries out very quickly because there is nothing 
in August and September and October, and everything in Southern California is meant to burn. Chaparral mm -hmm. burns. They're hardy plants that do mm -hmm. not reproduce unless you burn them. And so the whole thing, we decided, hey, these are pretty. Let's build homes right in the middle of them. And then all of a sudden they disappear. And it was like, I don't know what happened. Well, you built it around a firestorm. Right. And it's the, 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 when we first said global warming for so long, yeah. they should have changed it. They should have made a climate change from the start. That's right. always one of those, you know, our illustrious Cheeto in chief. Like, hey, it's really cold in New York. What happened to global warning? Shut up, you idiot. Yeah. Moron. Well, my dad, my dad's the same thing right now. I, I don't believe it. He's the president. No, but he, it's funny. It's because he goes, what's the temperature like out there? I said, it's like normal around here right now. It's, you know, sixties. Wow. We're, we're beating you. It's 70 here. Woke yeah. up this morning. It was, it was like, woke up yesterday. My friends in West 30. Virginia, it was 77 this morning. Yeah. Or said, after today. He said, woke up yesterday. It was 30. Today, it's 70 something. I'm like, yeah, climate change, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you have those massive temperatures. I mean, look at what we had the overnight last night. What's today? Saturday. Saturday. So Thursday and uh, for now, I think Wednesday and Thursday freezing overnight yeah. mm -hmm. and then the day was gorgeous yep. down in camarillo which is usually a little bit cooler than here it's like 75 outside yeah. and last i took a jacket out today and i ended up just putting it in the car i was like i don't need one so anyways our hearts and prayers go out to everyone in australia well, don't send our hearts out to them that's that would kill you are you gonna mail <laughs> anyway, it you're gonna put ew, it in the why did somebody send me their heart <laughs> he's a hunt <laughs> Is that how they talk in Australia? No, the um, he's a rat, no, Mr. Rat Bean, Master Bean in, yeah. in Rat Race. <laughs> he's a hot. I don't want to see the hot. <laughs> and then when he hits the electrified fence and it starts beating, <laughs> that movie's amazing. I, I love, love that movie so much. I love Rat Race. That is the most amazing movie. <laughs> I love it. Even Seth Green's in it, and you don't yeah. like Seth Green. I'm fine with Seth Green. Are you? I thought yeah. you didn't like him. No, Seth Green's fine. He did Turtles really well. Once uh, the other dude got fired, yeah. <laughs> once Apple Pie got fired. What's you that? love the inconceivable button. Inconceivable. inconceivable. Did we change some of the other ones? No. He added well, some. Well, I, I added Turbo from Charles Barkley. What was that? That's terrible. I like that. Go through all the ones you added for him. That's it. Those are the only all two the you added? Yeah, all that all the, one that we talked about, and those are the only two you added? All the I haven't been here for three weeks. Okay. All the others. Oh, are, yeah. There you go. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. The price is right. That's fantastic. Hello there. Yeah. Hello there. Nerd alert. That's that's useful. There you go. Yeah. Those are it. We need two of those boards. He's got. Oh, there's, there's another. Room. We can do another bank too. No, I need control of a board. They're <laughs> <laughs> like a bloody keyboard here that I can just. Doo -doo -doo. Ethan doesn't hit the. He forgets we'll, to hit him. We'll give it to Chris next time. He gets so listening to the stories go on, he forgets to do it. All right. So oh, sorry for being engaged in a conversation that we're having. How many times have you really been engaged in a conversation? <laughs> well, I've had to do it the last couple of weeks. <laughs> do you remember? You <laughs> stopped thinking for a minute. Let's get back to thinking. I didn't realize we left. Do you remember the episode we did? We spent like 20 minutes talking about something. At the end of it, goes, hey, we didn't talk about this topic. Don't you know? <laughs> what was the one where he forgot that Travis had been on the show like three weeks in a row? Yeah. <laughs> He recorded the show with us for three weeks or whatever. <laughs> he's like, he's been on the show at forever. Like, he was on it last week. You see, I'm doing better now. <laughs> those were fantastic. Oh, those, those that's were terrible. Yeah. This, Go back. We should do a, should do a, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, if we had to listen to every single episode, we'd blow our <laughs> brains out. That's one of the problems because uh, people said that with, um, with Doug and Eddie on the podcast. Like, why don't you go through and like make a best of? And Doug's like, could you imagine? They have. 13 years worth of shows yeah. <laughs> every single week, at least 90 minutes. And most of their shows are three hours. 
It's like I can remember some of the best stuff that he has, but I could never tell you where the hell it is yeah. in order to find it and pull it as a drop because we yeah. can't, you know, it's not like Kevin and Bean. Well, now it's Kevin in the mornings with Jensen and Alec, where they're just like, pull that. I need that file. Just file that. File, that yeah, way. file that. Well, the ones that it's just like, I need you to pull that when you have you know mm-hmm. something that somebody says that's really quick and, and do just like, let's well, get, ba- let's get back to thinking would be great. Yes. <laughs> let's get back to thinking. <laughs> Click. Let's get back to thinking. There's also, uh, when we were talking about the DC stuff, I said, you know, I told you this, you know, his Grime Fighters thing was That's better than. probably the best thing. Grime Fighters, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. It's Dawn, uh, yeah. That was better than any pitch that there was for a Dawn DC of, film. Yeah, it was Dawn of Justice, Grime Fighters, something like that. It was, oh, mm-hmm. that was brilliant. That show broke. <laughs> that, that and. I get him every That and putting him into the corner of admitting he was a racist because Sam had the I'm shield. Not a racist. He's one of the, uh, that was the best. I still remember uh, playing that for robot and he was wow like you just kept moving him into and you had him in that corner and then you struck like a panther and just boom was right there oh it was brilliant he's just oh so good so anyways make sure you check us out on facebook.com slash nerdables we're also on twitter at nerdable show and on instagram as nerdables you'll notice his favorite star wars character is not finn and there's a reason for that (laughs) and it's not that he's kind of useless there are three episodes my favorite, hey, my favorite I, character now is Ray because of the hey, yellow lightsaber. I will say that out of the original Star Wars figures that came out with Force Awakens, I don't think he still has Finn. Neither do I. I do. <laughs> you do? Yes. You have the origi- got, Did you get the original Finn? Yeah, when he was like four dollars or something. Okay, well, that makes sense. I know. I I didn't get the original Finn. I bought Finn in the um in the First Order disguise. I have him in the First Order disguise. I also have him in in the uh, Stormtrooper disguise. I have the storm. I have the First Order Stormtrooper one too. So there, it's not a disguise. Have, he wore that uniform. I have three fins. I might have four. Notice they're not displayed, though. That's true. <laughs> they we'll, see, we'll see if he gets uh, when they do the second round of Mando figures and uh, Klieg or whatever is in it. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to get that one. Um, I'll get the Ugg knot, gotta, but I'm not get getting it. Because you got to put a wooden arm on. <laughs> it's not that film. I know. Show. So anyways. Well, they have interchangeable forearms. One of them's uh, got scratches and the other one doesn't. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Chris. Glad to have you. Ethan now doesn't have to talk so much. Yeah, I can go back to being quiet. Go back to thinking. <laughs> go back to not paying attention. <laughs> what are we talking about? Although I do that a lot because I was like, oh, I just went on the tangent for like two hours. <laughs> Get in here like, hey, let's talk about a trailer for something. Or I don't know. <laughs> so with that, we will talk to you next week. <laughs>